0: Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now, buckle up, you fine scale freaks! Welcome to episode sixteen of the Bench Time Podcast with Brett and Todd Wiley. You know, this week we're doing our podcast from the beach uh, over in Siesta Key, down in Florida. We're sipping on some martinis, and uh, I hate martinis. I want a beer, but uh, no, I'm just I kidding, beer. guys. I'm just kidding. I have a beer, but we're not in Florida. We are actually uh, we're in we're in Crummy, PA in April, and uh it, it, and it's still winter here. It was snowing yesterday, and, and it, it doesn't want to be
1: today. And it snows tomorrow, or there are can't It doesn't, doesn't
0: want to be spring or call for snow tomorrow. It's it's awful. It's awful. So. Ugh, I was wishing I'm on a beach right now, but I'm not. It's almost a month
1: in the spring, you know, that's a month in the spring. (laughs) three days, it'll be, two days, it'll be a month in the spring.
0: Oh, well. It is what it is. So, anyways, welcome to episode 16. We got a cool podcast coming up for you this week. We hope it's cool. Uh, Maybe we're the only ones that think it's cool. I don't think that's the case, but... I think you guys love it. So, we got some good stuff this week. We have a couple new topics. We do want to um, cover a new contest idea later in the podcast. We're going to talk about a contest that me and my dad are drumming up. And we're going to hit on the usual. So, uh, here we go. All
1: right. Well, I want to start off today saying uh, last week we had... uh, uh, Jason Jensen from Jason Jensen's Train on is a uh, Jason. Buh, 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 buh. We had Jason Jensen from Jason Jensen's Trains on as a podcast guest last week. It went fantastic. Um, yeah. we had, um, I want to thank him for taking his time out. And being on the, sh- on the show itself, it it turned out real nice. I had a lot of fun with that. He is going to be back on in future episodes. We've talked to him about that, um, and he'd like to be on uh, and help us out with a couple other episodes, uh, yeah, on be, and off occasionally.
0: It'd be cool to it'd be cool to uh, work out something with him where we could have him on on a a semi regular or some some right. kind of some kind of schedule just to keep a sure you know keep a guest on.
1: Right, exactly, and so um, and the responses back that we got on Facebook about the show, everybody seemed to really enjoy it. It really, uh, you know, really blew up on there on a lot of the on we we kind of posted it out to a lot of the Facebook groups, and uh, the responses on those groups was phenomenal. We plan right. on having some more guests. I have a couple more in the works. There's uh, some good ones getting, coming. I'm talking like four or five. Four or five different guests right now on our radar and some off the radar. So while well, they're on the radar, but they're distant radar. So um, it's coming up soon here. We should be filling in with some more guests. Um, of course, and like I said, we'd like to have uh, Jason back on and Steve, our first guest. I'd like to have him back yes. on again soon
0: as well. I think, um, I think there was some stuff that we didn't end up covering with Steve that we could have. And do mm-hmm. you want to – I'll reach out to him again. We'll, we'll get him back on. For
1: for any of the audio problems that you might have heard on that last episode that we had with Jason, um, we are you can blame uh, me, just blame well, me. I, I think it's I, I don't know about that. What we're going to do is we have a solution for that, and hopefully in the future um, we'll have less of that. Um,
0: uh, we have really, a, we have an idea. Really, as to what's what happening. it boils down what it boiled down to was I we were using my computer as the yeah. main uh, feed to record all three feeds coming in from Skype. Mm-hmm. And uh and my internet connection is awful because I live in the middle of nowhere and you know, if one thing, one other thing gets on my modem, it just sucks all the juice out of my internet. So yeah. I ran out of internet juice and the feed my feed sounded good, but there were moments where Jason and my dad, you, were mm-hmm. were coming in sketchy. So it's my internet. I think the next time we have an interview we'll do it at your house because you have Yeah, we'll uh, definitely do yeah, that. Like Light, the lightning fast gig speed network or whatever the hell that's called. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll do that over at your place next time.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. The other the other topic I wanted to talk about here real quick at the beginning for the intro um, is um, I was on the modelers forum, I guess, yesterday. And um, I saw something. I don't, I don't know if any of you have been on the modelers forum for for those who aren't aware, uh, it is actually called the modelers forum. You can go on there, sign up, get you know, uh, you sign up to join. There's no there's no fee, it's free. Um, once you're once they do your approval or whatever, you come up with a name and password. I think that's all you need is an email and a password. And uh, you get on all, all of your Amazing there's a lot of amazing modelers on there. Some very well known names in this hobby and um you know they're all fine scale miniature or fine scale hobbyists or fine scale modelers. Um that is a great forum to be on. I was on there yesterday and uh, uh there was a a post on it. I believe it's from Dave Criswick um, who is a a, a, f- a friend of ours on on multiple me- social media platforms and uh, we've talked with him many times and he may add, I'm trying to get him on as a guest as well. I've talked to him about that. Um, he's a awesome miler. Um, anyways, he had this really cool idea, Brett, that I wanted to try out on my workbench. I am due for a new uh, cutting mat on my workbench. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's beat. I mean, we do a lot of different projects and work for Mine the is show, shredded. for our layout. And it's it's all bitched up, man. I mean, it's just, it's, it works, you know? But now I saw this idea. Now, the question on the model modelers forum was the person wanted to know, about what's the best kind of glass to use for a glass top work surface uh, uh, for painting and, you know, modeling and gluing and, I guess, uh, cutting. I, I, I didn't really think much about that. I have seen some gla- people work and paint off a of glass, and uh, it's really nice. They can clean up with it real easy, and it can mix their paints on it real easy. But I'm not personally interested in that. But Dave, uh, this Dave Quiswick and I think that's who it was on there. It's Dave K. And um, but anyways, he had a thing that he uses a twelve by twelve piece of of tile, and um, I think it's a granite tile or something along that lines. He picked up from the hardware store, um, and it's a he puts that as his work surface, and he attaches um, a, a square, you know, a, a t- uh, yeah. A, yeah, like a T-square. Or he, he attaches that that square on it. You know, it's basically like a little gluing jig or a way to line up your walls and square things. Um, and it's, it's, it's a pretty cool idea. He epoxies that on there. And, um, you know, something I want to try. Um, for you people out there, get, if you get, do yourself a favor. If you're not on there, go there. Also support it if you can, and um, you know they—they're just like us. I mean, they—they they have they, you know they have everyone great on the, people. Everyone, there.
0: everyone on there is pretty cool too.
1: Yeah, everyone on there is pretty cool. You know, share your ideas with them; they'll love that. They will gladly help you with any questions. And, Actually, uh,
0: I have gotten better feedback on stuff on there than I have on on a lot of Facebook groups. So right. there's there's, right. A less, uh, there's a lot less there's a lot less. Nitpickiness on the modelers yeah. forum, I think.
1: Well, and, and not, you know, not only that, there there's some very deeply experienced modelers on there that right. have been doing it a long time, and they're and they're a big help. Um, and, and they're everywhere. I think the, we talked about that. The modelers community helps, but um, if you do yourself a favor, get on there, sign up for it, enjoy it. If you enjoy it a lot, help support it. But um you yeah, know definitely check that out uh, that's that's all I got on on the news for this week um okay. uh, well I thought maybe we'd head over to the workbench and see what you got yeah. working on your workbench
0: yeah yeah well um I posted like a little sneak preview picture of the one kit I'm wrapped well, I am wrapped up with now uh, I weathered it last night a little bit mm-hmm. and uh I'm happy with it I gotta add some figures and stuff to it but it is the free kit from FOS that we got back in who knows when, like November or December. Forget when. Right. But uh, I got the free kit. I finally ripped into it, uh, put it together. It's a pretty cool when, little building.
1: Real quick, what? when you say free kit, we need the listeners to know that it, he that he didn't just give away a kit.
0: No, 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 so no, 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 no. They, yeah, they, the, they do a free kit. Uh, FOS does a free kit where if you purchase a certain amount... Then you get the free, you get a free kit included with your purchase. Yeah. So yes, it was when I say the free kit, uh, Doug and FOS throws in a free kit to promote, you know, a bigger purchase, I guess. But anyways, right. So with that, it was in the bag for you know the last four months, and I finally ripped into it, and I made it in. I don't even know what it originally was. It was like a fried chicken shack, I think.
1: Yeah, it was and, a fried uh, chicken shack. Yep,
0: and that's cool. I like I like the the pictures of the fried chicken shack. It was a neat little building, but yeah. I didn't want it to be a fried chicken shack. So I turned it into <laughs> of course Solly. I turned it into uh, Solly's Clam Shack, and uh, you know it's uh, my it, what I envisioned with it was we could have it near the wharf uh, or in the city, but like on the wharf side of the city mm-hmm. where. You know, I envision it as a small business where uh, you could come up to the little window that is on the side of the building. It's like a, it's like a I it looks kind of like a ice cream shop window where it's open where you could walk up and order. But I, I thought it'd be a cool place. You, know, you could walk up and get some f- fresh fish, fresh crabs, whatever came in off the catch of the day out of the wharf. So, right. you know, the fishing boats could come in and sell sell their crabs and clams <laughs> and oysters and whatever they had there. It so looks be really like cool. A,
1: Your signs are cool.
0: Yeah, and I and I custom printed some signs, as which is my favorite thing. It's always I love custom printing signs. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I was I was thinking about while we while I was doing the signs, it would be cool to like, uh, and and this is probably biting off more than I should chew. I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but it'd be cool to like make custom signs for people to print off of our website or like. Mm-hmm. Or like upon request, I can make a couple signs. But I, I don't know if I want to get into all that. That's a lot that's a lot of work. Yeah. But but it's fun. I enjoy making the signs. Uh, it's Solly's Clam Shack. Uh, I was originally going to call it Sullivan's, but it was too long of a name.
1: I love Solly's. And, I think that's a good idea.
0: So, and I thought, yeah, I thought Solly sounded like... Yeah, it sounded like a good like seaside name. Like he should be on yeah. a boat <laughs> with a with a yellow uh, raincoat on or something. <laughs> uh, so that's that I wrapped that up. And the only thing's I really did different with it on the you know from the from the quote unquote kit part of it is the yeah. the roof. The roof uh was what the what the what came with it was just a tar paper, like a lined paper you cut to make tar paper. And I had some leftover uh, laser cut shingles. I threw mm-hmm. on it, just because it's different. So I painted them like a wood color, and then I weathered them to be a little darker brown, so mm-hmm. it looks like a wood shingle roof, like a wood wood uh, wood shake roof. Nice. Uh, and that's about it. I used. Uh, so I did use the Doctor Ben's that naughty walnut stain that I had. Naughty uh-huh. walnut. And, naughty uh, walnut. <laughs> so I used. The, I used the stain <laughs> on the wall. I did three coats of the stain and then I took a painter's tape and put a green band around the bottom of the building. Yeah, but it turned out good. I like it. Yeah, so it looks a, it
1: looks really sweet. Well, yeah, there's when you post pictures up there for it, I think uh, it's pretty. Yeah, impressive. I did, the, I I did see one, what the roof looks like. I did one. What's that? I want to see. I want to see your shaker, uh, your shake uh, roof. Yeah.
0: Well, you've so. only seen the unweathered version. So
1: right, right. Anyways, yeah, you were kinda of telling got me the, the process of how you did it and I think that's pretty cool. When, yeah, when it's yeah, done, you'll have to I, share I, that with everybody.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I just I, I, I basically dry brushed uh and I dry brushed acrylic paint and I dry brushed uh uh alcohol wash, an India alcohol wash, onto the right. roof with a really really coarse brush so it made like lines on the shingles so it looked like wood grain. But I'll I'll go into that more uh, later, that'll be that'll be a whole other topic for another podcast because I thought it turned out really cool, but I want to kind of save it for a post on our blog and a podcast, kind of Holy like a how-to. Moly. What?
1: A helicopter must have flew over my house. It's like sounded like an episode of Mash. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like what the <laughs> hell, hell is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for us. They cover. Fire it hey, hole. yeah. So,
0: so that happens every now and then around here. Um the, I don't know where they they come out of Delaware, but these fighter jets, these fighter jets will fly over our house where we are, uh-huh. and they'll come up over the mountain. And I think they do like target, like mock practice on a on a, some kind of thing down the way from me because they come over the top of the mountain. You know, we live at the foot of that mountain, right. and they come up over the top of that and drop down into the top of our house and fly across the valley like <laughs> like it's a war. It happens like once a week, and man, when those things come over, it like. Boom, you could just it shakes the shingle, it shakes the the pictures on the wall. It's crazy. But <laughs> well, I have to ske- we'll have to schedule a podcast for Saturday morning when they do that cuz it is insane. So, but uh, uh anyways, so so I had that going on uh yeah. I I finished that up and this week I'm actually ripping into a kit that we got um from Carolina Craftsman, from Jeff at Carolina Craftsman Kits. So mm-hmm. we were at the show talking to Jeff and we got our hands on the Carolina Craftsman Kits, uh, the, the Tucker factory, which I guess, um, Jeff was explaining a little bit to us about how he got the design from Howard Zane. So it's a, it's an original design by Howard Zane and it's the, it's the Tucker factory. It's a really cool looking building. Uh, I am I, I haven't even taken it out of cellophane yet. Like I I uh, I'm going to it's on my workbench to start this week. So that's yeah. what's coming up on my that's what's coming up. I'm sure this will be also in our segment of what's on your bench next week because this it's is this thing's gonna take it's gonna take me more than five days. But uh, <laughs> it just looks like a bat. it's a badass looking kit and I can't mm. wait to get my hands in hands on it and uh start putting it together because i think this along with the rea freight building that we have yeah will be probably two of the biggest um more industrial buildings that we have on the layout
1: right right
0: but yeah i think this one i'm gonna build to the kit though yeah um not to the t like i because i can't do that i'm not it hurts me it hurts me to do that Uh, i know that I'll, I want to try and build it a little bit more to the picture kind of to spec just uh, right because you know we like Jeff gave it to us and I want to make sure I do it justice. so right I'll still add my flair to it and'll we'll, we'll customize it a little bit and uh, so yeah that's what's got that's what I got going on. What about you?
1: I got a lot of stuff going on. Holy cow. Um, well, I'm doing two scratch builds and I haven't done a scratch build in a while. Uh, my first, I think your, build, your
0: last scratch built was the lighthouse.
1: The last scratch built was the lighthouse, correct? And um, which I I loved doing. It was great. Um, I've been in the kit mode for a while, and now I'm kind of getting into doing a little scratch building for a little bit. Um, but the the first one I'm doing, I went down like we all know, I went down to Annapolis uh, last month and uh, took some photos. And there's an old house there called the Shiplap House. Um. And shiplap means that it's it's not an uncommon name. It just down there, they call this house the shiplap house. But it's, there is shiplap houses other places. It is a terminology for a seaside in a seaside town where a house was built um, w- by brick and then covered over with clapboard, um, huh. giving it a reinforced brick over it, over, you know. Uh, it's a brick house, but to give it the, the clapboard side look, uh, you know, and they would put an exposed brick on the one side with no siding. Uh, it, basically, the siding covers covers over brick, and it's uh, it's how they would you know put the siding onto the side of a ship, uh, and this is lapped over siding on the side of a house, and I, I, yeah, you know, I'm giving you probably the most messed up I almost said something <laughs> bad there this messed up uh version of what I just said I mean you probably look it up and understand it way better what I just said but um the brick side faces always faces your the side facing the water so any storms that would come in or whatever else is not going to rip the sign off the house that's kind of what this is it's an old house we're talking this building mm-hmm. over this building is over 250 years old and at least uh it's been restored i am doing this building um it's going to be both brick and clapboard and i'm looking forward to that i have I have started drawing out the walls and such, uh, and I have already started uh, getting ready to cut the – I have the the clapboard pieces all ready to go. I just got to put windows into them um, on that part of it. That's kit number one. That's going to be kind of cool. It's going to be a historic – Okay. Almost a prototype. Um, the other building, um, is my own creation on top of our wharf on the dock. Um, we have a track that goes right down onto the, onto the wharf of the dock. It right. Goes so down, I want to you know, talk about that a little bit the, later it's too. It's a pier, so actually. I,
0: I'm going to circle back around to that. Oh, you want me to stop talking about that? No, keep going. I'm just telling you, I want to, I wrote, I made a note. What you oh. just said, I want I want to circle back around to.
1: Okay, that's fine. So, anyways, the track goes out onto the pier. Okay, and there's a difference between a pier and a wharf. A- and a pier is going to have, you know, pilings that lift and you know that that go down into the water from the base of the of the of the wood platform. Right. Um, a-, a wharf can be made of, you know, stone and earth that goes out into the water, extends out or juts out into the water, it's more solid-based, okay? It can, you know, so that's uh, that's a lot. Of, now, there's some wharfs that that also have, you know, pilings as well. Um, I guess this is how you use your terminology. Anyhow, our track goes out onto it. I wanted to have a building that has, I have a jib crane, and I'm, it's going to be very, very unique. And the jib crane is going to be on... This building is going to be like three stories high, and it's going to have an over, uh, a part that goes, bridges across the side, over the pier from one side to the other, from the house side or the building side to the other side of the pier, the edge. And the train uh, cars can go underneath it. Um, It'll be more of a, of a a framework basically and there'll be a hole in the center of the framework um that you'll the jib can serve both sides the uh from up high. It can unload a ship from the one side, take the cargo to the top, and then load the cargo down into a train car. Or it can be unloaded on the platform up top, and workers can take it inside of the house from a garage, uh, from a, a cargo door upstairs. So it's 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 a it's going to be a it's going to have a lot of different roof points on it and some additions. It's going to be a fairly decent sized building, um, but it's going to be very narrow and and it, it's small but big is what it is. It's more of a okay. vertical building than than horizontal. So uh, it's something unique and and weird. And uh, I'm working on that. It's, it's uh, my own creation. So, those are what's on my bench on my backup plan. So, I'm going to have two or three projects working at one time. My third project is also. You're going to be a busy man. Carolina Craftsman Kit as well that I picked up at the show from Jeff uh, while we were there. And um, that is the Western Maryland, Williamsport, Maryland. 1877 passenger station. Uh, I found he had one assembled there. I loved it. We don't have awesome. We don't have one. We don't have. We have all that, all that, all that shit on our layout, and we don't have a passenger station. And I'm like, are oh, you gotta be kidding me? So now we're gonna have one, um, and that's gonna be project three. I think I'm planning on trying three at one time. So we're gonna see what we got.
0: I I uh, I've done a couple at once, and that's it's enough to drive you crazy.
1: I'm okay with that. Um, Now that hockey season, my my team, our team's probably going to be out of it in another week or less.
0: Don't say that. Don't say that.
1: We're we're doomed. They're the best team uh, ever. Oh, my, I put a <laughs> post up last night about our team, and this is Washington Capitals for anybody who's new to us. And we're big cap fans, but they have been notoriously missing the playoffs. And I don't want to get into sports too much. Oh, no, they your...
0: make they make the playoffs.
1: My post last night well, to all my friends on Facebook that uh, I, you know, friend family and friends on my personal Facebook um, was. Uh... <sighs> Being a cap fan for forty five years is similar to having a painful, being inflicted, being inflicted with a painful disease that there is a cure for <laughs> by a pill. That while you crawl for it and beg for it, somebody's kicking it away from you. That's what it's like to be a Capitals fan. So uh, uh, it eludes us every year. I feel like a. I feel like the old Cub fans used to feel before they nailed it.
0: Oh wow! Uh, hey. It is what it is, and uh, and they're going to win out. They're going to win out the yeah. series.
1: So that's what I, that's my take. I hope so. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. That's my I, hope, I hope next week I come on and I'm wrong. So let's move right, on. Well,
0: let's move on. This is not a Washington Capitals podcast, right. unfortunately. Right, if we did just a Washington Capitals podcast, it would be bad. Very bad. Right, yes. You know, we, so, we,
1: this would be an R-rated show <laughs> uh, uh, for sure if, if, we were, if we were doing a sports blog or a sports yeah, right, podcast. Right, right. Go ahead. Maybe
0: maybe next year we'll tackle a sports podcast. Yeah. But anyways, I don't have time for that. So uh, the, <laughs> I think we're gonna jump into uh, our little hot topic of the week. And yeah. I have since we restarted the layout from scratch. Uh, I've been doing rocks again, so uh, I kind of wanted to talk about how we make our rocks. Um, which probably isn't earth-shattering stuff for most people. But maybe, you know, maybe no one's ever made rocks before. I I don't know. I think everyone's made rocks. But mm-hmm. the way we the way we make rocks is a, a little bit different, and um, I just want to cover that.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Are you waiting for me to start it? Good going. No. Let's go. You're the so rock we, maniac. You're the
0: rock master. Oh, uh, don't, don't. Inflate my ego any more than it needs to be. So, uh, the way we made rocks, okay, you're not. we've made rocks—okay, you're not—we've done—we've what's that? Okay, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, so the, the way we the way we've made rocks is uh, what the? F- hang on. Nothing bad's happening. I promise. I hope not okay let me close this real quick i'm sorry everyone um brett's having technical difficulties all right we're good we're good we saved it anyways so the way we make rocks back on track yes Uh, please we've we've done we've done the uh rubber molds we've made rocks with rubber molds we've also um we've also used sculpt the mold and like a spatula that we stole from my wife my wife's kitchen pantry and uh We've used sculptable to and a and a spatula to shape the rocks ourselves, and we've also and a bowl and a bowl uh, just recently started to use. Where'd that box of stuff go? Oh yeah, we've also used plaster of Paris to um hand make rocks with a also with a spatula and. Um, it, it's a little bit different than the sculpt the mold because it doesn't. It just sets differently, and I think it makes. I think that might be my favorite way to make rocks now because the plaster of Paris turns out a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I th- I think that's what I'm going to use from now on. So yeah. So what well, we we make rocks three different ways. Basically, it. I don't really know how to explain how we make the rock faces, um, like the shapes. I I just go by what looks like, looks natural, uh, just yeah. from looking at rocks and, and, uh, and yes, I do spend a lot of time looking at rocks, uh, because I trail run a lot. So when I'm out running along the Appalachian trail, there's a, especially in Pennsylvania, there are a ton of rock faces and outcropping of rocks. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just look at how they're shaped and you see all different shapes. You see round ones, you see ones that are all, you know, jaggedy and you can see like not fault lines, but like the crack lines in them, and uh, I just I just take note of that as I'm as I'm running past them, and I when I come back and we model them, I I try to emulate what I saw on the trail or on the on the side of the mountain uh, in those rocks. So, right. uh, that's kind of my that's my that's how I do it. And I know you've done a bunch of the rocks too, so I it's kind of just like how you how it flows. Once you start getting going with them, it, it, it's really just how it. You, I like using a, the
1: sculpt the mold myself um I think either way I've used plaster um right. I think it molds no. real well for me with the I like the sculpt the mold how uh, both of them I can shape really easy I think one would be just as easy as the other now as
0: you experience yeah, and work I, with both. I just like how the plasters um uh, it doesn't have that bumpiness to it yeah it like gets like smoother granular. when it's done
1: yeah. Well, you know, basically, sculpt the mold is nothing but paper mache. It's like ground-up, dried-up paper. You can it's even like toilet, smell it. It it's smells like, like ground
0: It's like ground-up toilet paper and, uh, and yeah. plaster of Paris.
1: Yeah, and, and and that's basically probably what it is. But it, you but, know, it is easy but to I think, shape. I
0: think I think just the plain plaster of Paris just sets better.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, what I like to do when I'm shaping it is I like to use... Now I bought some... Uh, you know some actually they're not made for uh, for sculpting but it, it for sculpting in a different way they're made for oil paint sculpting or moving paint around on palettes and stuff when you're painting a picture you know with oils and such um for your textured paints and you know to get different textures on your paint on your canvas um so you can buy these sets of of Palette knives for like a couple like two three dollars and they're um, cheap. What's that? Yeah, they're cheap. I said they're real and they're cheap. They're just white. Yeah, and if you break them, who cares? And um, and then you, of course, I like to use them and shape the, the plaster or the sculpt the mold. Into the rock forms with that by pressing and making nice flat square edges at angles and such, um, and yeah. you know, and if you work with it on a reasonable amount of time, you know, it's not going to overly set. And even if it does set and it's a little soft, you know, because sculpt the mold is still going to take a couple hours, even once it sets, that you Fat. can actually work it and shape it. Yes.
0: That's the one thing I love about using plaster of Paris only mm-hmm. is because is it sets like that in my basement yeah and you have you have like you mix a little batch and you have about fifteen minutes to get it the way you want it and then and then it is it is down it you don't yeah. have to you know how you know how long stuff takes to dry down here, so oh, yeah <laughs> so what I like about the plaster of Paris only is uh it sets quick and then i can get to weathering it and coloring it faster cuz i'm extremely impatient
1: except for when you're using plaster paris to make your roads then it decides yeah. it wants to set in exactly 3 minutes then right yeah. and and and
0: yeah that was a we don't ever talk about that again ever, ever again that's not happening again <laughs> ever no don't ever bring that up again but uh, anyways <laughs> Now, the one and the one thing i think's different about and you and you show you gave me that DVD that you had gotten from uh um fos oh, correct. uh the, Yeah, on the, waterfronts. The, for one thing what's that the waterfront the one line, about yeah. waterfronts yeah right but he goes into rocks on it too mm-hmm. yep and the one thing I like uh about plaster paris more now than sculpt the mold mm-hmm is once the plaster of Paris dries, it actually is what you can go. Well, uh, it doesn't even have to be completely dry. Once it's sat and firm, it's still mm-hmm. it's still able to be worked with a zacto knife. And I think the one thing you're missing with with a uh, sculpt the mold rocks is the cracks. Yeah. That it, it, when you go over plaster of Paris with a zacto knife or any kind of like a utility knife blade or whatever, right. with your safety glasses on, uh, <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> You, you, you're able to really etch into the plaster a lot more detail Mm -hmm. with cracks and crevices into the rocks, like way, way better than I think you can get with a sculptor mold only.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, that is one of the features that you can, you can do.
0: If you have a if you have a Zacto knife that has a flat blade like a flat edge, um right. like the square the square shaped blade, you're able to kinda shave down some of the plaster to make rock faces and to make sheer edges of the rock and right. I just think it looks I just think it for for the scale of the rock, you can really put a lot more detail into it with right. plaster of paris and and we have that whole new waterfront to do so we're going to be yep. buying about six hundred thousand boxes of plaster repairs of because <laughs> we, we got a ton of rock to make
1: yeah we but, do that's a long waterfront we're talking I, what is that gonna I be think 16 we, foot I think long
0: it's 16 feet we'll have 16 feet of waterfront yeah and that's not even including what we
1: have in the harbor itself
0: no. <laughs> no, that's 16 <laughs> brand new feet of
1: waterfront. I yes. think if you
0: added the harbor into it, we'd
1: be over 20. Yeah, that's insane. It's gonna be so but, fun, though. No. Yeah,
0: but I, but you know, I, 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 think there'll be points where we don't have to do what rock face for the entire harbor. We can right. probably shape. We can yeah. shape. We can shave it down and have the land meet the water at certain spots. But right. Um. But I, I do, I do think that the plaster makes a better rock. So that's that's my that's my. That's step one is just mm-hmm. forming the rocks, um, and everyone has their own techniques. We're not saying that that our technique is the best. No, way, but and it's
1: good to mix in some rock molds with that into right. it. Actually,
0: and, and, it's it's actually good to break rock molds in there because uh, it's a pain to do that much rock by hand. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, you know, it, it, putting rock molds, especially if you have bigger rock faces, in it'll it'll. As long as they don't look like they're repeating, and you have yeah. some variety, uh, it'll look it'll eat up a lot more space quicker. So you won't be sitting there hand carving rock forever. Sure, but you know that you're limited also with molds. So uh, right. supplementing the molds with hand carved rock, once you get good at it, is a mm-hmm. good way to put a lot of variety in. Sure. So that's how I form rocks, and I know you've done the sculpt the mold uh, version of it. And I'd next time, both, actually, but yeah, next time you're down here, I would, I want you to try the plaster Paris one too. I,
1: I love carving. it. You know how I am with carving this stuff up. I love doing it.
0: Oh yeah, it's so. it's awesome. But it sets and like I, it's it sets like a hundred times faster than that than that than the sculptor oh, mold. Yeah, so yeah. you gotta you gotta boogie when you do it.
1: Right, right. When I did that one section down there on the harbor, the big rock corner. Yeah, and that turned out awesome. So right, you know, well, uh, and that was like a mix of both. So that had
0: a but, mold and plaster.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I loved working. It was so fun. And I got some right. really neat edging out of it on the rocks, and and and, and then, you know,
0: and then when it came to painting the rocks, uh, right. I think the first way we did rocks was pretty cool with the acrylic paint. Um, right. Once once it was dry, you went over it with. What the heck was that dark I crap mean, you a, made?
1: I used it. It was a Dave Freire, um, the modeler. I guess, I'm I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name right. I was told on the modelers forum that we that we need to work on pronouncing people's names better. <laughs> um, they need to help and come forward and say, hey, you know what? That this is my name. This is what the hell you say when you say my name. Quick. Please come forward and my do name. that. So I'm not gonna call you you know, <laughs> if your name's if your name's Pinocchio, you know, I, I wanna pronounce it that as such. I don't wanna call you, uh, you know, Pastrami. Okay, so we're <laughs> We need to get it out there the right way, and uh, you know you got to help us with that. We haven't met some of you people. Um, hey, we're getting to that is. point. I so, want to meet you all. But anyhow, regardless, we Dave... get called
0: we get called Willie all the time, though. So it is you know right. whatever.
1: Well, Dave Ferry did a, a video on doing rock molds and doing a waterfront, and he also did the waterfront for Seaport Model Works model uh, as well. Um, is the, that the uh, one? The one we saw at the show—is that the one we saw at the show? Absolutely, Dave Dave Ferry built that, and uh, with 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 Bruce Nickerson, they both did that together. And um, I believe, I mean, uh, but he did a lot of the work for it and helped him out with that. And uh, and of course, um, he did a video on how to do it as well. He is what is called is a mixture of some acrylic paints that he bought. You can find that on. YouTube that video on how it is. In fact, we, I will give that will, to Brett and have him link us up on that so people can watch that.
0: There will be a link to the video in the Definitely. show description, and I right. will share a link to the video on the Facebook on our Facebook page. Correct. Uh, so when you, by the time you listen to this video, the link will be up. Or, and I by like the time you method, listen to the podcast, the, the link will be up.
1: I like both his method and I like the The one that Doug put out from the f o s on the waterfront, I love both, so a lot of our techniques are a combination of the two and what, in my opinion, two great milers there 's no shame in that mix them up and, and uh, it 's a variety yeah. of
0: rock it 's a variety of rock type and, and,
1: and they're similar and their their methods are very similar um, but anyways, Dave used this um. Uh, we, I believe he called that It's a, it's basically a black And a brown There goes my beagle There goes my beagle this, uh, black Jackson, and... quiet up What's that? I said quiet down
0: Jackson Oh
1: man So anyhow <laughs> uh, It was probably a squirrel I saw a squirrel right before the podcast Out in the yard and it's probably him He's probably teasing him by the window um, But it's uh, Or stray cat anywho uh, the the mixture is called scenic black is what he is I think that's what he calls it and he it's a black paint but it's mixed in with like a um, some I can't, that was a, a raw Sienna or burnt Sienna or uh, some kind of a, a, a light and, and white i believe he uses it's a mixture yeah. of a couple paints and i can't remember i have it written down somewhere you know and i'm sorry if i can't spit it out to you right now i wasn't expecting to do that but <laughs> um and, and then he paints over all that it gives it very uh almost like a not black but a grayish a dark grayish color and what it does it's is almost it, like
0: a it's like a charcoal color
1: Right, and it kind of fills in all of your crevices and your cracks and whatnot in your in your carving that you have done when you're ready to paint, and um, and then after it it fills that in and it dries, um, you go in with your lighter shades, your your grays and such. I'll let you go on from there. But what it yeah. does is it it from where your grays don't go on when you dab it on with a brush, uh, you know, because you're not painting at this point. You're painting the the In my opinion, you're painting on the scenic black, okay? But then after that, you're dabbing things on from whatever method you use. And then when you do that, it's not going necessarily down into those crevices. And it's good because you don't want it to. Uh, You want that to be down in there dark. So it makes them highlighted and stand out. Right. But I'll let you continue from there.
0: Yeah. No, I I use a big, gnarly-ass, like, Horsehair brush. It is a stiff, ugly-looking brush. It's a China and, uh, bristle brush. What?
1: China bristle brush.
0: Yeah. A China <laughs> bristle brush. Yeah. No, no, no that, I don't. Never have, mind. No, no. it's I don't an old story. No.
1: That's an old uh, joke. whatever.
0: I like my my. It's a big gnarly brush. That's what I call it. <laughs> so. I take my big gnarly brush and I I dab it in the you know the lighter colors and I I go on you know the obviously the base the base coat is darker so I then I take a lighter gray but not light gray just lighter than the base coat and I dab that on a little bit thicker than the then the following coats so each coat afterwards gets a little bit lighter and it's almost working your way towards a dry brush at the right. end so I work with different shades of gray until i get to almost a white uh in fact it it practically it's so light of a gray it's white basically but at that point i dry brush the very tips of the rocks with a white and uh and it comes out pretty cool It, it it's a little bit bright in the beginning with that white with the white tips showing so um once, once the paint's dried and I have all my different layers, it's usually about four layers of paint from the from the grimy black all the way yeah. to the white. Uh, I doll I doll the white down then with some chalk. Right. So I take some and, chalk. And we're the, just talking
1: the, one t- particular type of rock surface. I mean, if you're right. from a different, you're listening to this, and you're from the Sierras yeah, if, if or you're doing know, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, you're, if you're, you're I
0: mean, we're doing we're doing a lot of limestone. Ours right. is, ours is gray limestone looking right. uh, rock. But right. obviously, this the, the the technique I'm sure would be the same. The rocks might look a little different because obviously limestone rock or shale is a lot different than uh, sandstone or, or clay. Yeah. You know, those rocks would all look different. So our techniques don't apply to every rock type or every right. region that right. you're modeling, but. And uh, I can't I tell do, you what I
1: to do. use, the color wise on your type of rock. You're gonna have to figure that right. out. We're not yeah, geologists. It's, it's
0: kind of like when we were talking with Stephen, and he said, uh, you know, it it in order to model the scenery that you're doing in your area, mm-hmm. you just have to go out and drive around and look at the scenery. Like look yeah. at what's around you. Look look and what you're modeling is. at. And if you can't drive out to it, get on get on Google Earth and look at the street view. Yeah. And try and find some. Try and find some uh, street view images of uh what what's around the area you're modeling, just to get a take of the, of the landscape yeah uh, but so that's how hey I out. do it that's how we do it with uh with sculpt the mold mm-hmm. uh, the method that I used with the plaster of Paris is a little bit different than the sculpt mold in fact i didn't use any paint at all uh, it was strictly just an India ink wash. And I dripped – I basically got the the brush pretty doused in India ink wash and I just dabbed it onto the rock and let it, let it go down over – let it like flow down over the rock and stain the rock. And I did that until I achieved the color that I wanted and the darkness that I wanted. Um, and then I followed that up with – once that was dry with just a little bit of chalk, just a little dusting of some browns on the top of the rocks or where there was a horizontal rock uh, like the top of a rock. Mm-hmm. To make it look like there was some dirt there, but the 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 way we colored the the way I colored the plaster of Paris rocks was ten times faster than the way than painting and waiting for it to dry, and then painting the next coat, waiting for it to dry, and then putting dust on it after it was all dry. It was just way quicker. I got a lot more rock done in a lot less time. So, right. Um. The the cool thing about the plaster of Paris, in addition to uh, just staining it quicker, it was what we talked about earlier, when you take a Zacto knife and you, and you etch in the, the, the cracks and all the crevices and little features on the rock, uh, f- on the rock faces, when you dab that India ink wash onto the rock or you, you, you apply it to the rock, then yeah. that ink collects in those little crevices and it, it makes those cracks look like really dark. And it really, all the features of that, uh, that you just etched into that rock, just, just pop on the rock.
1: So like a capillary effect, you just kind of drizzle it in; it, it runs in and fills it.
0: Yeah, it it just looks awesome. Yeah, so it does.
1: It looks really good, man. And I love how you and did I, it.
0: I think I think at first, and 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 where I put the plaster Paris rock is mm-hmm. the water side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all the waterfront, and I got a little carried away with the green algae. Uh, yeah. And you had said you had said that like yeah the rocks look a little green <laughs> they were
1: pretty bright man <laughs> and, but you know
0: that was the first I had just watched Doug's DVD and I yeah. was like yeah let's go make some rocks so I was all pumped <laughs> up I ran down I ran down in the basement after watching the DVD and I came down and started making rocks that night and uh, and I got a little carried away with the green so all I did was to all I did to circumvent too much green was just take the Indian ink wash again but I took my lighter because i had already gotten the dark, the rocks as dark as i wanted them i yeah. just took i have i have two different colors of uh, not colors it's the same color but i have two intensities of ink wash i yeah. have an ink wash that's light and an ink wash that's darker so i took right. the lighter i took the lighter ink wash and just thinned the chalk out on the mm-hmm. rock where it was too green and right. uh, th- and it still has the algae look but it's just not as like punchy
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what it, though? It turned out great. And, and and now you bring that up. Here's the thing. Regardless of which method you're using, you can't really booger it up too bad because, and even if you think, you go, you know what? That's not really kind of the look I'm for. Because when I first started doing it, especially on that one corner that I nailed and, and made look really nice, it didn't start out looking nice the first couple of times I did it. Um, no. It looked, it looked it looked like I bitched it up pretty bad. So I, I, uh, had, I dug the paints back out again and I lightened them up and darkened them up where I needed to do so. You just cover over it. It's not like an excessive amount of acrylics or india ink wash is going to build up to the point that it's going to hide your features. So, right. um, it's, it's nice and you can, you can actually fix any. Errors until you get to the point where you want to go, when you hit the and that goes
0: that goes with the overarching theme of the entire hobby, where uh, most of what you do, if you really bitch something up, you can yeah. just you can fix a lot of errors. Right,
1: right, exactly, and, and you know, just that goes for stone walls as well, like cut I, stone walls. I think uh, I think, a cool, I think a cool
0: way to practice doing these rocks before you, if you are timid about doing them on your layout, uh, um, yeah. if you haven't done rocks or if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you haven't tried one of the methods that we said that we've tried, cause we've done three different methods of making rocks now. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Should I call it oh, a little bit of lung butter there. Ugh, that was gross. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> anyways, nice. anyways, sorry about lung that. Butter. Oh, Man, I had a sinus infection last week, and... Oh,
1: man, no, no, man, no, don't bring that on here.
0: No, no, man, no I'm not going to be oh, gross about it. Okay. I'm not going to be gross about it. I'm just okay. saying I had a sinus infection last week, and now it's all... Stu- it, I don't feel sick anymore, but, man, I can't shake this stupid drainage.
1: You need to but, be drinking uh, a Voodoo Ranger. What? I'm, I'm, you should have a Voodoo Ranger like I'm having.
0: Oh, and you won't I'm have I'm having that. some good old bush. But anyways, uh, so anyways, back to what I was saying. If you if you don't uh, necessarily want to start putting rock down your layout because you don't uh, you don't want to mess something up big time, the easiest mm. way to do this and practice with it is just get a cheapo box. I have it right here. Let me get it. Hang on. Ugh. All right, just get it. Go to look. What the hell? Jeez Louise. Anyways, just go Wait. to Lowe's and get a, uh, I don't know how much you pay for this, like five, six bucks. For what? That? A, a box of plaster pears from DAP. Oh, uh, yeah, something like that. Get a cheap box of plaster pears from DAP. You don't go to the hobby stores and get plaster because it's going to cost you five times more than it should. Not knocking the hobby stores. I'm just saying it's the same stuff. It's plaster pairs. Use that. Not knocking uh,
1: DAP, but you can probably get cheaper at the hardware store than DAP in a bigger bulk form. We Uh, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was not plaster. That was... um, That was drywall mud. Drywall compound, yeah.
0: But anyways, anyways, back to what I was saying. Uh, if If you... want to try it out just get a little scrap piece of wood or get some scrap foam and just start sculpting some rocks on top of the foam if you mess it up s- scrape it off start again and just start practicing with rocks practice painting them um mm-hmm. you don't have to put them right on your layout uh and you could you can make them on some scrap wood and scrap material just to just to get the hang of it uh, if it's your first time really trying one of the methods that we said today right um just you know that way you're not putting it on your layout and going oh shit I shouldn't have <laughs> I, yeah. I just really screwed this all up because uh, <laughs> we've done that and that's not fun so no. uh, that, you know anyways I I like making rocks and you know you know I like making rocks it's probably one of my favorite things is sculpting rocks yeah um, just mix what just mix I, I, a little bit at a time what's that
1: just mix a little bit of that stuff at a time yeah right yeah.
0: But 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 making rocks is probably one of my favorite things to do. So that's yeah. why I w- kind of took over this topic for this week's podcast because no, it's good. you um, covered
1: it real well. I
0: I just love doing them. I think they're and fun. you can
1: finish it off just to add to it as a third part is once you get the paint the way you like it and the, you know and the highlights the way you like it. Uh, you can take uh, some. I, I like using a natural dirt that you yeah, would we have, have dirt. and uh, use real dirt with sifted. And you got can dirt. fill in on top of the flat surfaces of the rock on the top.
0: Um, you know, and cover, you can pick you know, up brush and it you on. Can, and just a real quick shout out to uh, our sponsor, um, our your yard. You can pick up dirt uh, in your yard. It's free, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> and you just need a shovel or your hands. You know, if you want to get your hands dirty, All and right. um, you know, dirt is brought to you this week by your yard. There you go. <laughs> so uh, uh,
1: that's where I got that's where I got all our dirt. And right. uh, you know, if it's a little now, damp, now, now it we dries did out, sift it. It's going to be dusty looking, it's going to look nice. Um, uh, you know, if we that's did, the, if that's the style you're looking for.
0: Yeah. And when I will say we didn't just like go scoop a bunch of dirt out of your yard and no, throw it out some very we,
1: fine dirt.
0: We bought we bought some sifters or some screens, yeah. and we we sifted it down the different levels. So I have I down here. I'm looking at them now. We have three tubs of dirt, and one of them has <laughs> bigger chunks in it, almost right. r- almost rock sizes. The the other one has a, like a coarse dirt, and then there's like the there's like almost a dust. So right. we've we've knocked them down three different sizes of dirt.
1: And, and uh, hey, I'm not knocking the product that's out there either that's available. It, you can even mix some of the other shades of product that are available from manufacturers uh, that are you know they come in bags and whatnot. You can use some of that stuff and give yourself a variety of different shades in different areas uh, by by doing so, and still right. using the original dirt you had. Um, it's okay to mix and, you know, mix the stuff up a little bit as long as it, you know, as long as it looks somewhat natural and not right. looking goofy. But yeah, I mean, you toy around with it. And, uh, but yeah, definitely that's, uh, and also you could just, instead of using the dirt or with the dirt, you can also use your chalk pastels in the powder form and sprinkle on some different shades that way. We did and that. Colorize your dirt. Uh, yes, there's nothing. Yeah.
0: There, you're not going to get a more fine dirt than your chalk pastel,
1: right? And it, and what you can do is you're you're actually coloring the dirt to some various shades in different spots, and you can do that right. as well. Um, that's that's an, another neat idea, but um, right, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a cool thing. You know, definitely want to put some uh, a spray of. Uh, I use it as a scenic um glue that i made myself out of uh matte matte mod podge not the glossy crap that you use when you're making <laughs> yeah, don't, water do not do not do no, not spray to buy matte, matte, or else you're, matte, matte you're matte shiny shiny rocks. You really got to water it down it's it's thick and you water it down It's it's way thicker than glue so you, it, it's like i think i have it's uh, three or four to one uh on the mix and um you know, and I spray it out of a, a small spray air no, not aerosol. What will be a um the spray bottle, a you know, pump spray, um like a like a Windex bottle or something like that, an empty Windex bottle, and spray spray that mix down on to, on on to the surfaces that you'd like, and then sprinkle your dirt down so it stays at heat. You know, it's an adhesive. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, jazz it up, make it look nice, toy around with it. Like he said, practice it first. The, another uh, right. another medium we said sculpt the mold in plaster Paris, and another one could also be the joint compound that you get in a giant tub. And I imagine I haven't done it yet, but I w- want to try it. Um, is making some rock shapes out of the joint compound because it's going to dry hard yeah. and look nice too. So, yeah. and you probably have more working time with that. And it would take about five
0: years in my basement to dry. Well, it tr- it truly would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in so, the winter, stuff dries incredibly slow down here, and in summer, yeah. it dries really fast. So, yeah. Okay, but yeah, well, so good job, man. That's how we do rocks. If if you guys have different methods that you've made rocks, uh, short of actually gluing monstrous rocks on your layout, mm-hmm. um, let us know what it is, because I mean, and and we have used some rocks. I've used actual real rocks on the layout as well. Mm-hmm. I went out in the wharf. Actually I've used rail rocks. I went out to my driveway um, <laughs> and picked up the, you know, the pea sized rocks that get put on the cinders and stuff when the, when the salt trucks go by. And I picked a bunch of those rocks up that are, you know, fingernail size and rocks and smaller. And I've used them for like jetties and stuff in the wharf. Yeah, it um, looks good. But, but if you guys have other methods of using rocks, that'd be cool to hear from you. And Yeah, if they're, yeah. You know, give us if your feedback. If it's something new we haven't heard of, we'll talk about it next week and, and do an update to how to do these rocks next week uh, with a new method if you have one. Yeah. So that's how we did it. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I, think, <clears throat> I think we want to move on to uh, tools? something. Yeah, yeah tools. Tool. All right.
1: Let's go to tools. You got a tool? I did not, man.
0: All right, I got a tool. Not today. I've had this, a million tools. It's your turn for a tool. I've been slacking on the tools, so I will give you a tool. Yeah. And if it's been used already, I I apologize. I don't think this one has, but uh, I use a sanding sponge this week a lot. Oh. Uh, yeah, those are cool. I I got a... I don't even know what the grit is. It's not, it's not rough. It's sponge grit. I don't know what the grit is. Don't ask me. <laughs> so... It's like gritty sponge <laughs> from 3M. I don't, I don't even have the package anymore for it. So I couldn't tell you what the I grit. I think like a lot of
1: them are 220 or 180s. Yeah.
0: It's pretty fine grit. Uh, let's see if it's on the side. It's 220. So yeah. it's 220 fine. And I, I actually used it for, um, the free kit that I made that I talked about earlier with J from, from FOS, uh, I used it once the signs that I applied to the building were dry. Right. And I... Uh, so, yeah. So, anyways, I have this sponge. Uh, I, I I, started using it a lot more this week when I did the custom signs on Sully's... Uh, what the hell did I call that thing? <laughs> Sully's Clam Shack. Yeah. So, once I had the signs on the side of the building, I used the sanding sponge to... Uh, Lightly sand the the signs down to be a little bit more opaque on the side of the building. That way, they look like they were a little bit more worn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it used it made a little bit more of an even sanding surface than my finger and some sandpaper. Right. And I think I got a better result out of it. So the sanding sponge is my tool of the week, just because I was using it to sand some signs down that were applied of the building. It really
1: looks nice when you do that. Uh, it's yeah. a different look because I mean it's not something you want to do with every sign, and you don't uh, do it very hard. No, you can't. It's got to be extremely light, otherwise you end up taking all the paint off or all the ink out of your sign when you do right. that. But um, right. that's cool. I cool. just had so to pick had up that a, that grunt a couple that. seconds ago. That grunt was me picking up a toothpick off the floor because if I leave it on the floor. It'll happen that it'll i'll step on it like i did a couple like I did two months ago
0: <laughs> oh my god and I thought,
1: holy hell and it, it uh i it was it was the worst thing next it, it was worse than stepping on one of your legos when you were a kid man it was it was it was bad it, i had to pull it out of the base of my foot uh oh my gosh was, yeah it was not good and uh but um, yes, I stepped Anyways, down off my stool and stepped on a toothpick. Do not leave so now, toothpicks on the floor, listeners. Now we've
0: grossed out the listeners twice with my <laughs> phlegm and your toothpick in the foot story. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, so I will with on that note, I will move on to the next part. My detail part of the week is something that I picked up the other week when we were down at um, the uh, was it Mainline Hobbies? Yes. Yep. When you're we down at Mainline Hobbies uh, when we were visiting the show for the South mountain division show.
1: Yeah. That guy sponsored that by the way. And, right. uh, and, and f- yeah, so yeah, he you know, was a, so this a was one of the sponsor of that, that show.
0: This was one of the things I picked up at the show was the, uh, it was a detail casting from builders in scale. It is a mm-hmm. park bench set. And I think it has, I don't know. I don't know how many benches it has. Six, six benches. Right. But I, I I was figuring when we were down there looking at it, which were there's there's a ton of stuff down there to pick up. Yeah. I mean there's there's so much stuff. Yeah, his shop's
1: overwhelming, yeah.
0: Um but I picked up the benches because I figured we don't have we have a lot of sidewalk, we have a lot of city. We don't have anywhere mm-hmm. for people to sit. So <laughs> but I uh I, I have I picked a few park
1: up. benches on there and some some I haven't built yet, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but we'll. we'll I, I got some park benches, so we'll add some. They're not going in a park. We're not making Central Park here, but no. we're going to put some benches on the sidewalks and maybe some down along the wharf, along the, the waterline. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got some benches. That was my detail part of the week. What about you?
1: My detail part of the week, I got this weekend at the Strasburg train shop in Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Um and uh it was it's a it's a neat little Model robot shop and uh but anyways, I was in there and I was looking I bought a I bought a wagon uh a carriage, a carriage a horse-drawn carriage wagon. It needs to be put together. It's uh white metal casting and um I can't remember who made that. I have it sitting on the shelf over there and I'm just too lazy to go look. Um but I was looking for horses to go with it and you know, we use prizer figures. We love prizer figures and they had these prizer horses in a box there <laughs> that they sold and, and they're like $15 for five little horses and they don't look like they're all that tough to paint. And, um, I was looking and I was like, ah, I picked them up, put them down, picked them up, put them back on the, on the rack. And I'm like, eh, do I really want to pay $15 for five horses or? They, I saw at that point I saw this package from model power and they're animals 72 unpainted pieces and um, you know they're they're unpainted animal figures there's deer a ton of horses I think there's over 15 horses and um, a I bunch got a of beef with them by the way a bunch of cows and um, it has deer, pigs, sheep, okay, all kinds, seventy-two different pieces, and they're very, very detailed. And they need to be they need to be painted, so I'm gonna have to hand paint them. However, I only paid. Oh, they went all over my. I had the box here, and now I have seventy-two animals spread across my desk, across my <laughs> workbench.
0: Luckily, they, only a couple fell on the floor.
1: Anyhow. um... <coughs> So no, I got that's a, nice. I got a
0: beef with these animals too by the way.
1: Well, you go ahead cuz I think it's going to be the same beef that I had, but you go ahead.
0: No, no, you bring it up cuz you texted it to me.
1: Okay. it's the
0: weirdest thing ever.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, unpainted figures are either gray or white, okay? That's human figures. Unpaint and we have to paint them a flesh color. Unpainted animals are in in pl- plastic flesh color. So <laughs> Why, one, the animals are in flesh color, and the, the people are in gray and white. Why don't they reverse that when they do this? But uh, I mean, obviously, you're not going to want your. Why pick, are they different have- at
0: all? Is
1: my thing? I don't thing. know. I don't know like, why they're flesh colored. At,
0: at the plant at the at the people plant. <laughs> right? yeah. I shouldn't say that at the uh, at the people and animal plant when they make it's, these things. Is there yeah. like a vat? Is there like a vat of, of <laughs> extruded plastic that they only squirt into the molds for the uh, the animals? Yeah. And that's the that's the flesh colored. Oh no, right. the flesh colored goes for the animal molds.
1: It doesn't make sense to me, but hey. What does in this in this hobby? What makes sense half the time. So, but uh, it's it's definitely uh, uh, definitely kind of uh, ironic, weird little thing that I that I <laughs> noticed when I bought these. And so, I am going to paint the horses. I'm gonna uh, paint them by hand, and I can paint as many as I want. It's not gonna cost me. I think this whole package costs. The package itself was eighteen dollars. Okay, it's three dollars more. To, But I got seventy-two animals, and we have some. We have an area where we can put some deer, and we can make a cattle, you know, cattle a small cattle yard outside of town. There is all kinds of things that we could do. So I bought the animals, and uh, I'll paint them myself. But that's my detail project of the week. So um, very cool. Yeah, I am going to paint a couple horses and let people see how they look. And but um, uh, I think it'll be relatively easy. So. That's it on the details. Now we need to talk about our contest.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. So we got to come up with some come up with some criteria for the contest. Obviously, um, that's on
0: us. That'll be on us. Yeah,
1: we're gonna do that. We're gonna put that out there. We're gonna have a I contest think, up this weekend.
0: I think it would um, be fun to do. Uh, what, so what were you thinking of uh, as far as parameters for a size of of a con? Or what were we thinking? Well, a structure or a scene or what? What? What do you mean?
1: Well, i I think we can do a structure. Um, you can make it. You can make it a straight structure if you're confident enough that your structure is going to win the contest. Uh, just enter. A con- just enter a structure. If you're going to do a scene, make it so that it's photographable with just a couple photographs. Um, at different angles, if you want, but it's um, you know, make it so we don't have to stretch our eyes through a million photographs to, to see the whole freaking scene. Um, we want to be able to see details. I think that's a, a good idea. So keep it in that, you know, what twelve by twelve, you know, uh, somewhere in that range, uh, eighteen by eighteen. Um, that's pretty big. That's pretty ambitious. Because yeah. you know, we're we're obviously not going to go with um you know we don't want to go too big because if we go too big um it, it's going to take you guys forever to make one and build it if you're building it for the contest right right um it's going to be it's it's going to take you too long and uh we don't want it to be that to be that much of a tedious thing for you um <clears throat> but It's, uh, let's, let's go with 12 by 12 or 18 by 18, somewhere in that range where it's workable for you or a straight structure, or you can make it smaller than 12 by 12. It can be, you know, any size down from that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we'll post of course, all these details on this weekend. Um, but we're just trying to talk them out here a little bit, um,
0: I think yeah, we'll, we'll come up with the parameters for size right. and, and some requirements. They won't be strict. It'll be so, pretty easy.
1: And we want to see you build it from now. You know, I don't want to, you know, if you have one that's built and you haven't really finished it yet and you want to use that, I'm not going to do a difference. Okay. So whatever. Do what you got to do. Okay. Um, if it's something nobody else has seen before and you already have it built. Well then, good for you. But regardless of what you do, I want you to take pic. I don't want them to be old pictures. So what I'd like to see you do <laughs> is take a piece of uh, maybe an index card or something and lay it next to it and put the day that you took the picture down on the onto the photos. Uh, next to it, so we have a date for it, so we know it wasn't right. something that you took three years ago, it was phenomenal, and you won four other contests with it, um, and we put it up there, you know, we, we want to make it fair for everybody, so put a date on it, and if Actually, it's something
0: Actually, if if, if if I find out that it was already on another contest Yeah. You're done, you're you're not going to get, you're not in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I agree, sorry for the background noise, that was me uh, realizing I'm on the air and I'm trying to put these plastic uh animals <laughs> into a box uh, <laughs> but uh anyhow so so we're gonna come up with some parameters along that lines of uh, for the contest I think for the contest you and I were talking a little bit about that beforehand, and we're gonna do uh h o skill customs um uh, coffee mug like we had before yep. the The benchmark we'll do a and a, a t shirt and a t shirt and I think for the T-shirt, we'll make it uh, the, um, uh, the the Freak shirt. We're going to do the Freak shirt, I think. Okay. You know? um, the yeah. Fine Scale Freak shirt. Fine Scale Freak shirt, yep. I think that would be unless, a cool one.
0: Unless uh, – um, we'll give away a coffee mug, which is our official Bench Time coffee mug. Right. And, uh, and the the Fine Scale Freak's HO Scale Customs T-shirt, unless you – Absolutely, do not want a fine scale freaks custom T-shirt. Then we'll just send you the plain logo one.
1: Right? Yeah. You don't have to if you don't want to walk around and says a shirt says I'm a fine scale freak or <laughs> fine scale freak on it. We, we you don't have to have that. You know we have there's other T-shirts but, but available.
0: But you only get one of those two. You get a logo one or a fine scale freak one. You don't get right. You don't get the pick from the Marriott. But but that's a contest. You'll get a T-shirt. And uh, a mug from us, right. um, and uh, and you'll get a cool building because you're gonna make a cool building for yourself for your leg out. So yeah. it's a win-win-win-win.
1: And we're gonna have a lot of fun, and we're gonna post your photos of it up onto our website, our blog, Facebook, the whole works. You know, I mean, uh, right. it'll it'll be out to Instagram. We're gonna we're gonna put your photos of your model up there, and uh, and we'll we'll talk it up, you know, as the winner. Right. So yeah, we'll we'll come up with something really cool. We'll put it out there this weekend. It'll be on live, uh, on our, it'll be on our Facebook page and uh, on our Instagram and our website. We'll put uh, something up about the contest for um, by Sunday night. So I think that'll be a yep. good idea.
0: Yep. yep, we'll have something up by the end of the weekend.
1: Yes, I think that's a good show, Brett.
0: I uh, <sighs> yeah, I'm tired of talking to you.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm tired of talking to me,
0: too. So, so um, I will – there was a couple of things we didn't cover, but we'll go over them next week. I made note of them, so we'll, we'll revisit them next week. Uh, just some cool things that I saw today browsing the internet that on – actually, I saw it on, on Google Earth, and it's mm-hmm. something I want to do, and uh, it'll be a cool model to build. Yeah. But I'm going to do it next week because – there's some stuff I want to watch on called hockey playoffs, and yes. uh, I want to get moving on that. So, and I'm and I'm hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet, so yeah. I need to get some dinner. We're gonna sign off for the night.
1: Yep, I can't believe that happened.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna head up. I'm gonna get some dinner. I'm gonna eat some. I'm gonna eat some playoff hockey. <laughs> I'm gonna eat some dinner, watch some <laughs> playoff hockey, and uh, chill out for the evening. You guys I, enjoy our show as yep, usual. I'm gonna
1: pick up some pictures, uh, pick up some uh, animals off my desk, off my workbench. Yeah, you yeah, had like an uh, animal party. It is. They it were. I can't believe that happened. It's scattered all over the <laughs> table, right in the middle of the, right in the middle of the show. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like That's just,
0: just a kind of dumb shit that happens to me sometimes. So whatever. But uh, anyway, <laughs> anyways, everyone. I hope you guys enjoy the show as usual. Hit us up on the. Uh, on Facebook, on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs. We are trying to get a little bit more support for the show. If you love it, show us some love, become a patron. Uh, there's oh, some we cool have st- a- Oh, we already did that. Okay, go ahead. We Bye did bad. that last week. That's Dave Criswick. Yes. Uh, by the way, Dave, I owe you a email. Um, I will be reaching out to you to get a little bit more information from you to share some stuff from some of your models if you're interested just because that's the level you hit with your your patronage to our show. So I will send you an email here shortly. You'll probably have it by the time you're listening to the show. But uh, thanks again, Dave. Anyways, head on over to Patreon. uh, Become a patron of the show. You get some cool stuff with that. Facebook.com forward slash Customs, Instagram, Pinterest, website. There's a blog going up, so by the time you read this or listen to this, you're not reading a podcast, but but by the time you listen to this podcast, we will also have a quick blog posted about the rocks that we talked about. So if you want to see some pictures of how we did it, that'll be up there.
1: And on Facebook, there is, on, on actually on our website there is an article I did just two days ago. Yes, uh, about the show that we went to and about how the show uh, and other shows should or could um, make themselves more interactive and and yes, you know, work with clinics and stuff. It was it, it, it was uh, it was a really neat experience for us to see that. Uh, go there, check that out. We got great response on that article and uh it's it's about I think you know, about the state of the hobby basically in my opinion so
0: I think the uh I think that was one of the coolest things, even for a small show to have done that was mm-hmm. one of the coolest things I've seen because they were a lot of the people were putting there were people putting together um a, I think it was a plastic dPM kit on one end and
1: the other end on well, the a one end and in the yeah. other
0: end they were putting together an actual wood a small wood craftsman kit, which was really cool to see. And I, we've been to a couple of the other bigger national shows. Um, and you don't see that. Right. In fact, Outside the it's fine a scale
1: show. Where you? Where the, you no, go no, well, to that,
0: the, the fine scale one's different, but, um, you,
1: but you pay for that. I and mean, you get great yeah, clinics, but, but you pay for it. But this was an entirely about, free show.
0: I'm talking about the big national right. f- shows you go to. Yep. Uh, like we went to the one, we won't name it, mm-hmm. uh, it came to our area. We went to it, and it was like a bunch of people standing around with their hands in their pockets. Like, yeah. Yeah. Doing nothing.
1: So Trying to get a sale, selling their used stuff or new stuff. Yeah. yeah. Selling,
0: all their, selling all their toys. It wasn't yeah, even it was all vendors. It wasn't, even there's mo- it wasn't all, even, vendors. It wasn't even, it wasn't even model railroad stuff. A lot of it was toys. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm not junk. trying to bash that. It was just, it was not what they advertised. So yeah. it was really cool this, this weekend to see the show, which was a free show. And the South Mountain Division put on a heck of a show. Yeah. Um, great stuff. I give them big kudos for what they did. They had lunch there for people. They had the free kits to, for the kit. There was a lot of kids. ton of kids I saw putting together those kits. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which was awesome to see.
1: <coughs> and house was, uh, people's wives and girlfriends were there doing it. It was cool. They had everybody involved.
0: It they, was also really had neat, a the they also had a couple people there that weren't vendors. I think they were probably members of the Model Railroad Club there. Yeah, yeah. That were doing demos on what they were good at. Like there the, were a
1: lot of different things there to the, see the and try. The guy that was try. there,
0: I and I and I forget. I apologize for forgetting his name or his his uh, what he was there for. But the tree, the guy that had the tree demo was. Oh
1: man, they were awesome trees.
0: And it was he was there telling you how to do it for free. Yep, yep.
1: Just From because he enjoys end, it, it was cool.
0: He was there telling you how to do it because he enjoyed helping people, and you yeah. could tell. So yep. that was good stuff. Uh, check out the blog post. My dad wrote about that. Uh, a little bit of a summary of the show and what we saw there. It was good stuff. Mm-hmm. You got it. So, so cool. peace well, out.
1: Fine scale freaks. That's it, guys. Have a good one. See ya.